So hi guys, this is The Incredible Incel, another episode of the podcast. Before we start, I'm just going to be playing this video from Fox. Should Hunter testify for Congress on what he knows about Russia energy and Ukrainian energy when it comes to his work with Ukraine's energy company Burisma? And also he got paid by, you know, the more than three and a half million from Moscow's oligarch, the widow yeah. of the mayor of Moscow. Is it a leap to think that Hunter was paid by Moscow for information on Ukraine's well, energy sector? We know we got millions from them. Nothing that I said is really fact-checked. Just a disclaimer real quick. And nothing that I say is complete proven and all that. Originally, when I saw the Hunter buying stuff, I was just looking at some videos. I'm like, oh, this is just some crazy rich dude on crack and stuff. And interesting about this um, video and some other stuff that you look into it, because the crack hooker stuff, that's like, and it's what are just frat boy stuff that's just an embarrassment to the Biden family, but it's not like a national security threat. You see this video, it's more about stuff like, oh shit, he had underground dealings with that whole Ukraine gas thing, he had underground dealings with China, and obviously it's pretty much been proven that Pedal Peter knew, knew about it and is probably, you know, on the payroll as well. Yes, exactly. It's, uh, you know, the whole crack, the crack thing is, to me, is... I don't give a fuck about that, you know, like that doesn't affect me. Okay. You know, and I will say this, I'm not one to defend this administration, especially Biden, um, because it's absolute fucking garbage there. It's the Marxist playbook. They're, they're running the left. Um, it's classic, um, leading to communism, leading to globalism. But anyway, I digress. Um, give a fuck hey if it doesn't affect me like you know everybody has their shit you know you're under the microscope as a politician and you know going in that um the media is going to fucking tear apart your family and you know hey you sign up for that um and we won't even get into how trump was trump is still being dinged for shit that happened but that's another story for another day but as far as a security breach oh my god it's like um, Hunter has no plausible deniability, or, or Biden has this plausible deniability when he was being interviewed. Um, you know, all these business transactions. Um, and Biden lied. He knew nothing about, he, remember he said he knew nothing about Hunter's dealings mm. overseas? Mm-hmm. You fucking boldface lie to the whole country. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's all you need to say. Um, one last thing, and we'll touch upon this later when we get into evolutionary biology and evolutionary psychology, um, which we'll be discussing when we talk about the rational male, which is red pill awareness. Excellent topic. I suggest, uh, that every man in his 20s studies the Bible, learns it, lives it. Yeah, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I have a, my son who's going off to college. I have made sure that I've prepared him for life. And I've, uh, from the time he was little, he understood, I would explain, uh, politics as much as you could understand at that age. I didn't want to squash his dreams. 
I didn't want to get him jaded at eight years old, but I knew early on he had my brain and he, um, to this day, he's a conservative. He's, he sees it for what it is, but him going away to college, which is completely indoctrinated and they've been indoctrinating our kids for 20 years from the time they get them in grade school. I see that with my daughter who just graduated from college and she's, it's everything PC. It's, it's um, an example. I said the other day, I said, man, our dog is man's best friend. If you've heard that before, that's as old as the hills. And she said, what's that supposed to mean? In other words, I was saying man versus human. Right. And I said, you know what? And I thought about it. I said to her, I said, it's actually meant man means human. Okay. It's not just man, but we have those kind of debates and it's, it's, um, it's fun. She's actually a history teacher. Um, so it's awesome. I'm learning so much. I digress. Um, I will say one more last thing. I'm sitting outside and this is the first time I've ever actually wanted a paperweight. I have a, a notebook and the pages keep blowing over from the wind. So, you know, we get those paperweights over the years for like weddings and shit. And it's like, who the fuck needs that inside? You know, I don't have, I don't have a breeze running through my house all the time. And I'm finished for now. But that is an interesting thing that you brought up that I actually kind of want to ask about. Like, because you said you you pretty much ro- raised your son up red pill, right? Correct. Yeah, how hard was, I mean, because I know it's, it, you can't raise a female red pill. You you just can't because different psychology between men and women. Women tend to be more sheep, like sheep-like people. They'll just go with the crowd and the crowd is a bunch of whores. She's going, you know. Yes. So, but how, how hard do you think it was? Inherently, I'll, I'll just expound on that. Inherently and deep down in our hippocampus. Okay, so. And I'll let you ask your question, but I need to expound on this. We've only, okay, so we are, we are the only um, living beings on the earth, animals that have consciousness, okay? Meaning every other animal lives in a Zen state, okay? Uh, we have a prefrontal cortex that's relatively new, okay? Mind you, humans have been around for two and a half million years, and up till relatively recently, we didn't have that frontal prefrontal cortex which allows us to worry about the past or think about the past worry about the future and possibly live in the present if we're lucky enough to embody that which is I'm a work in progress um so uh yeah my question yeah how like how how hard was it to raise your uh, son red pill you know what? It it was easy because I got biologically lucky that he is my kid. Uh, example: He's the only one in my house that gets my jokes, my sarcasm. He's got a quick wit. He's me. He's mini me. Okay. Um, and so you need like thinking brains. Now, if he had been born, you know, even though obviously he's, if he had been born, um. Let's just say this, this this fucking blows my mind. If any other sperm had penetrated the egg, I would not have him. I'd have some other boy, let's say. And that boy 
may be the exact opposite where he's inherently wired to uh, believe in everything he hears, you know, on the news or everything. He doesn't have the ability to critical think or for critical thinking. And, you know, he takes everything at face, face value, i.e. cheapling. Uh, so it was, it was easy for, it was very easy for me because it was natural for him. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes you get, like, kids who just want to pull away and do exactly the opposite of what the parents do. You luck down the lottery, hit the right sperm, hit the right egg. Uh, amen. Amen to that, yeah. I sure did. You know, I, you know, he's, he's a, he's like a straight-A honorable student and, um, late bloomer. Long story short, I used to do more of his homework than he did in grade school, middle school, because he just didn't give a shit, but he got by because he was naturally smart. He still got these doing nothing. And then he made a vow in eighth grade that when he, he said, next year when I start high school, I'm going to make the dean's list. And guess what? He did. Um, and now he's straight A's. He's on a roll. He's, um, he's going away to college. She got granted. Um, he's going into he's going into accounting, so he normally you don't get accepted into the business school. He's going to That's still impressive you got no accounting. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not worried about uh he will never be he will never be brainwashed or indoctrinated. It's too late. He's his personality set, okay? He uh him and I are constantly he calls this is funny. You know how the whole pronoun thing? Mm -hmm. You know that's a whole story for another day. By the way, uh, a story for another time. Canada passed a bill called C-16, shout out to Jordan Peterson, um, that has compelled speech, meaning you have to use the proper pronouns to address someone or you will be fined or, um, yeah, you will be fined. They, they've made it a law. Now, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm backing up. My son calls my daughter it. <laughs> and at first, at first, of course, my daughter being, you know, straight laced and uh, PC and all that stuff. At first, she's like, why are you calling me it? And I mean, I knew, you know, we were just making fun of the whole, you know, fucking 72 pronouns and genders and shit so he's my kid and now i remember a couple days ago he said to her um i said who made the cookies and he said oh it it, it made the cookies <laughs> and i look at her and she just doesn't even respond like she doesn't care she's used to it and i'm like is that did you hear what he said and she's like yeah <laughs> so She's fucking groomed, but it's so my my point was that he's my fucking kid. Uh, and, oh, he calls her dog. <laughs> we have a female dog. <laughs> we adopted her from a shelter, and she's a puppy. Um, anyway, he calls her, the female dog. He refers to her all the time as <laughs> as him. <laughs> So, to answer your question, 
he is my fucking mini-me, okay? It's always easy to answer your question. It was very easy to... Uh, but he was a natural for it. I didn't have to sell it to him. He saw... In fact, when we were in... When he was in middle school, he told me... He, he came home one day, he said, Hey, Dad. And I knew this guy, uh, his teacher... And, uh, great guy. Okay. And, and my son says, Oh, um, my teacher that I know is conservative. And I said, how do you know that? And he's like, Oh, I just know, you know, because teachers just, um, especially, well, you know, I can't, and that's a rarity in academia to have someone like him normally, they fucking get weeded out. Now that wouldn't fly if he had that ideology. Um, but yeah, my son knew, and I he was dead on because I know his teacher, and that's another reason he was a, I was good friends with him is because it's kind of funny. You find out that the people you click with really well end up being the same ideology as you. And I don't think that's an accident. No, yeah, I, I agree with what Jordan Peterson says. There's certain brain... I mean, the goal is for everyone to get along, no matter what your uh, beliefs are. But every there are certain brains and certain genetics, science brain, creative brain, liberal brain, Republican brain, you know. And then you end up just clicking with, you know, people who have this... Not same values, but just the same type of thinking as you. Finish him! Gay! Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm call. I'm from. I'm shouting out from a northern suburb and uh, sitting outside the patio, drinking some vanilla caramel iced coffee. It's fucking beautiful out. I'm with my two best buds. Okay, so there is. We're going to talk about red pill and uh, it's. Red Pill Truths, and for anybody who's not familiar with that, and, uh, and believe it or not, I never saw The Matrix, I know, okay, but, so, Red Pill, Blue Pill means, Blue Pill, you have a choice of taking the Blue Pill or the Red Pill. If you take the Blue Pill, you continue in, uh, bliss, you continue on blissfully ignorant and just uh, see life in the Disney-esque painted version that uh, media has painted it to be and uh, it's social construct that's a big key or you take the red pill you go down the rabbit hole and remember once you go down the rabbit hole you can't unlearn what you learn and my it is a it's depressing it's very hard to it's like wow this is how shit works you know and we're talking from, uh, it's evolutionary biology and it's evolutionary psychology. That's the, uh, the base of these. Uh, so it's actually, it's based in science, okay? And that's why I love it so much, because I'm a science brain. Anyway, we're going to start with, uh, and I implore you guys, any guy, I don't care what age you are, whoever's male is listening to this, implore you. Um, to, uh, and it's free. You just have to join with your email. It's very simple. Go 
go on to uh, log on to the rationalmail.com. That's uh, T H E R A T I O N A L M A L E dot com. The rationalmail.com. Just sign in and you'll get to where it says uh, Red Pill. And now I'm on the best of the Rational Mail year one. And I'm going to read the basics, okay? Number one, there is no one, okay? And that means one-itis is paralyzing. You cease to mature. You cease to move. You cease to be you. We're talking about women, if you didn't know. There is no one. This is a soulmate myth. There are some good ones and some bad ones, but there is no one. Anyone telling you anything else is selling you something. There are lots of special someones out there for you. Just ask the divorced widow person who's remarried after the soulmate has died or moved on. This is what trips people up about the soulmate myth. It's a fantasy that we all, that all at least in some ways share idealization of that there is one perfect mate for each of us. And as soon as the planets align and fate takes its course, we'll know that we're intended for each other. And while this may make for gratifying romantic comedy plots, it's hardly a realistic way to plan your life. In fact, it's usually paralyzing. Um, there's not much more, guys, but this is the Bible. Learn it, live it, embody it. I'll continue. What I find even more fascinating is how common the idea is, mostly for guys, that a nuts and bolts view of life should be trumped by this fantasy in the area of intersexual relationships. Guys who would otherwise recognize the value of understanding psychology, biology, sociology, evolution, business, engineering, etc., and the interplay, we see these take place in our lives on a daily basis, are some of the first guys to become violently opposed to the idea that maybe there isn't someone for everyone, or that there are lots there are a lot more ones out there that could meet or exceed the criteria we subconsciously set for them to be the one. I think it comes off as nihilistic for this dread that maybe their ego investment is this belief is false. It's like saying God is dead to the deeply religious. It's just too terrible to contemplate there's maybe, there's maybe no one, but there's maybe several ones to spend their lives with. This westernized, romanticized mythology is based on the premise that there is only one perfect mate for any single individual, and as much as a lifetime can and should be spent in a constant search of the soulmate. So strong and so pervasive, I'm sorry, is the myth in our collective society that has become akin to a religious statement and in fact has been integrated into many religious doctrines as feminization of Western culture has spread. Um, actually, there is a lot more, um, I, but I will, I will finish there. So, I mean, this is obviously, you know, like, well, I literally call my podcast the Incredible Incel and stuff. Have you, and I hate to go off on a tangent, um, but do you have you have you pretty much ever and this will actually piss off a lot of uh my very small viewership have you ever heard of the thing called the black pill 
her the purple pill where you're kind of yeah. somewhere in between. So no, I have not. Pretty much, again, I'm, I call this podcast an incredible incel, and a lot of people who listen to me are loser incels like myself. And a big thing amongst, so it originally started, You, I think you already know the history, it originally started as red pill, blue pill, references to the Matrix. And I like that you said that the red pill, it's like a hard truth. Because, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. Literally, like, in the Matrix reference, it's a hard pill for Neil to swallow. He could be happy with a blue pill or learn the shitty truths of the red pill. The incel community, what they took was, they took the red pill and they said, fuck it, this shit is not negative enough. And then they created something pretty much called the black pill. And what the black pill is, it's pretty much a more negative version of the red pill. It is based on the fact that, um... So I actually find that the red pill is actually somewhat uplifting because it's all about self-improvement for a man. What the black pill states, it's the ne- more negative version of the red pill. It's that everything in life, and some of it holds true, but I don't think all of it does. And again, this will piss off my viewers, but whatever. That a lot of the black pill states is that a lot of the factors in life, to women, everything, is based on your looks. You know, were you born good-looking, tall? blah, 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 and that if you don't have those certain factors, everything is pointless and, you know, that there is nothing to work for. I I like the red pill more because it's more like, you know, it's not such a defeatist bitch mentality of saying that everything is hopeless, it's saying that the system fucking sucks, but if you can learn how it works, you can, you know, improve yourself instead of fucking just sitting around doing, like, uh, having self-pity all the time. Yeah, that's, that's uh, well said. Um, so, to uh, expound on what you said about, uh, yeah, so, but we'll get into evolutionary biology, okay? My height, I know, okay, I've made up for it with a charming personality, quick wit, and a good sense of humor, and I don't mind saying that I'm a good-looking guy, and I'm buff, I work out. And that's one other thing that Red Pill talks about. One of the first things is get in the fucking weight room because the truism is women do, especially, especially in their younger years. Okay, so uh, here's, I just read a study or whatever. It said women between the ages of 13 and 27 it's all about looks, okay? And that's not a conscious thought. It has to do with survival of the fittest, okay? Um, we would not be sitting here right now if uh, if the woman chose the beta, you know, the guy who, the cuck that can't even stand up to her, I was going to stand up to a marauder coming in to rape and pillage. He's not. So that's why a woman's pussy slams shut very fast when they pick up on that the male is not doesn't have those protective instincts okay the thing is social construct now that worked up until the 80s until we got the sensitive male and then since then it's been toxic masculinity uh but women could say all day long all they want that uh they want a nice guy who's gentle and who's well, you know. Here's here's it in a nutshell. Here's what they say to be. This is from a book, another book that everybody 
needs to read all of you males. Put this on your list. This is the first book I read before I got in a red pill. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Okay? Excellent book. Put it. I implore you guys. Uh, actually, that's that's the first one I would go with. You could go with the, uh, the Rational Male for sure and peruse it uh, because that is online. Uh, yeah, like I said, the Rational Male, you can view for free and uh, you don't have to buy the book. It's got... Yeah, sure, it's missing some stuff, but it's got a ton of information uh, alone. Before I ever actually bought the book, The Whole Rational Mail, I learned everything from the site I told you guys about. So, uh, but second, or I'm sorry, first thing is first or second, but put it on your list. The second book you have got to get if you are a male. I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're married, single. I don't care if you're gay you're straight because uh, the book is called No More Mr. Nice Guy and uh, by the title it's not teaching you to be an asshole it teaches you to be a, as they say be a nice guy with an edge remember that write it on a post-it put it on your mirror be a nice guy with an edge that is what women like and uh, be a man that women want to fuck and other men want to be like finish him gay mollically active versus fat in other words muscle demands energy and oxygen um, you gas out quicker the more muscle you have I've seen it. Right. I lived. I've lived it. So me coming in at two ten and roll, rolling and sparring with people, I was gassing out too quickly. So um, I juxtaposed, if that's the right word, my workout, and I went from uh, benching super heavy to doing uh, the NFL combine. If you know what that is, college players coming in the. Uh, being scouted into the NFL, they have the combine where they have to go certain tests and they're rated. They have the 40-yard dash. The bench press is 225 pounds as many times as you can. So I thought to myself, I can't just go in without a goal. So I'm like, that combine is a good goal. At the time, the most was 36 reps from someone in the combine. Mind you, this is a college player. It doesn't matter what position they are. You'd think linemen, but uh, yeah, people are like, "Oh, you're you bench so much because your arms are too short. The bar has to travel less distance." Hey, there's some truth to that, but fuck you, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck you. It's still four thirty-five. Go back right. on your elliptical. Get the fuck off me. All right. But anyway, so what I did was. Uh, my goal was 225. For, I started at maybe getting 20 reps, and just slowly every workout, I got 37. So I beat the NFL combine. And to me, that was, and so my point was doing that and revamping my workout allowed me, and when you're doing 36 reps of bench press, and most of those you're holding your breath on, 
I don't care what anybody fucking says. That is aerobic. Well, it's anaerobic. Okay, it's like sprinting, let's say. Uh, but it, it comes in handy for explo- for explosiveness, uh, especially on the ground in jujitsu. So anyway, long story short, I dropped from 210 to uh, to 200, which doesn't seem like much, okay? And then down to 185. Um, and because that's, I, I heard this from Tito Ortiz, if you know that name. Yeah, the bad boy, yeah. Huntington Beach bad boy. Uh, him and Chuck Liddell uh, trilogy. Oh man, Chuck should, Liddell's my favorite. Yeah, Chuck Liddell should never have taken that last fight, whatever, but that's whatever. No, they, the doctor should have never let him fight. He got knocked out. It was so sad. He got knocked out like four, four to five of his last fights. Like everybody has highlight reels, like Rashad Evans and uh, knocking him out. And, and that's the thing. Once you get knocked out, the first, after the first time you ever get knocked out, there's something physiological about it that, uh, Moving forward, it's easier to get knocked out in the future, and it, it's it's a truism. I don't know the physiology behind it. I would need to research it, but uh, yeah, I fucking hated to see him in there. That was just I they should not have let him fight. Uh, so, you yeah. know. Uh, well, let's get back to red pill. Going for right? Okay, so. My theory has always has been since uh, swallowing the red pill is that, and I realize this, like I realize this through experience. What I realize is there's there's a movie from the eighties called Weird Science, and it's uh, Michael Anthony Hall, the kid from Vacation redhead kid from breakfast club from uh from uh okay weird science these guys are like high school age and they're trying to there was a model called kelly lebrock back in the 80s dark hair fucking phenomenal just beautiful so they took a kelly lebrock doll but kind of a barbie doll and put it in their lab and their goal was to come up with the perfect woman uh, so they would give her, uh, well, obviously the aesthetics, that's first, that's a given. And they would give them attributes as far as sense of humor, this, that, and create the perfect woman and the woman who tells you exactly what you want to hear. And I didn't appreciate it back then, but my point is that there is no perfect woman. Okay. In other words, yeah, I agree. I've realized that I can be in love with more than one person, even at the same time. Okay. And so I was just going to say that's literally just, I've said this in an other previous of uh, my podcast episodes. It's just different psychologies of how men and women, like, 
they they do it. Like if a woman truly, truly loves you, and again, there's time. Like a woman could truly love you, and then she will simply lose that love as time goes on because of human hypergamy and want to upgrade. But anyways, but if a truly, if a woman truly loves you and is loyal to you, she's only gonna love one person. Again, that's true love. That doesn't mean if, if you're a, the placard simp that she's just using you, um, for money or for rent until she can upgrade. But if she truly loves you, you're the one in her mind. Uh, at least in present a man is it's different like i've said this in a previous podcast episode a, a man can love a woman but he'll still have sex with another woman and regret it because obviously like he's like oh shit like a man cheats on a woman because of a lack of a discipline whereas a woman cheats on a man because of a lack of love like if a girl cheats on you it means she doesn't love you never loved you or she lost lack of love a man will cheat on a girl and be like shit i totally regret betraying this woman because it's different like versus you know women fall in love with their minds men fall in love with their eyes and their dicks so like when these feminists are all like oh why can't why can't uh girls be like men and fuck all these different men you know all the, the stupid liberal propaganda of women being able to be feminist and having sex with multiple different men i'm like no 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 that goes against basic psychology now you're just supporting girls being whores there's a reason why men are like this and a reason why women are like this and why gender roles should be the way they are like a man is not going to be for the most part a man is not going to be worsened by like you know as long as he doesn't get addicted to like just fucking random fucking whores in, in the bar but a man for the most part is not going to be ruined if he's going from like relationship relationship from sex to sex whereas a woman yeah you're like you're you're like you're becoming a fucking you're becoming that Toyota Prius that everyone already drove. Your stock's going down. Yep, they call it SMV, sexual market value. And men's we have an advantage being men because our sexual market value, uh, we actually improve with age. Women will women seek Men who are powerful, who are experienced, who are successful, and uh, so it's a fun, it's great for men. Women's sexual market value declines very quickly after the age of thirty. Yeah, so it's so it's it's uh it's awesome that we have that tool. In other words, that uh, you know I can be. And by the way, it's uh, it's an old wives' tale. It's not true. It's an urban legend that you get your hair gene from your maternal grandfather. It was uh, it, it's always it's always been propagated. I don't even know if I'm using the right word. Um, any of you grammar Nazis out there? And that's the thing now with this cancel culture. It's like you know what. No, we should be able to sit down and have a spirited debate. You know, these long-form podcasts like the Joe Rogan Show, Jocko Willinks, shout out to him, uh, badass Navy SEAL, if you don't know. He teaches leadership. Uh, look up uh, all you men out there, everybody listening, Jocko, J-O-C-K-O, Willinks, W-I-L-L-I-N-K. Willink, it's a very, yeah, it's W-I-L-L-I-N-K. And uh, you won't be sorry. 
He has YouTube videos. You can pretty much click on any of them. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple times. I enjoy those immensely. I love Joe Rogan. But I think he's the best host, hands down, uh, for podcasts. He's a great listener. He likes to learn. And, uh, you know, and he's fucking stoned all the time, which is great because he's a deep thinker. And you have to be smart to be a comedian. And that's what I love about Joe Rogan is he's smart. And the naysayers will say, oh, I see Joe Rogan, the next word out of their mouth is tinfoil hat. And I'm like, eh, you know, you people in your conspiracy theories, you lefties, uh, he's speaking the truth. And by the way, Joe Rogan was used to be uh, liberal, okay? I mean, he goes back and forth depending on, I don't think he commits to a specific ideology, but he will float back and forth because he sees both sides. But he moved the fuck out of California. He moved to Texas, I think, a, a year, maybe two years ago when all this shit started going down with all the fucking uh, looting and rioting and all these blue pill states enabling these criminals to destroy property. And this new bail reform says, oh, um, it's not fair, I'm poor, I can't make bail, so I have to sit in jail until my court hearing. Oh, hoo-hoo, what we're going to do as a blue state is, hey, it's not a violent crime, um, you can't make 10% of your bail because, woe is me, you're poor. And by the way, bail is a percentage, so, well, okay, it's still money. I uh, Never mind, not to my point. But you know what? They fucking bounce them back out on the street. And guess what? Hey, try raising a child like that. See how they turn out. Okay? Not very well. So these these guys go back in the street. They commit the same crimes. Because guess what? There's no consequences. Hey, big deal. I'm going to get cuffed. I'm going to get brought in. Uh, they're going to let me out 24 hours. And hey, you know what? I'll get a couple meals. And uh, that prison guard was really cute. At least for for bail, because again, I, I consider myself a liberal with common sense who uh, likes a lot of um like Republican ideals and shit. At least for I don't I don't know the real solution to bail, but at least for the bail for the money thing, I could see both ways. Because I remember there was that um I I can't remember the case, but there was that dude who like uh tried to rape some girl in a college, and then of course. He came from a rich family, so he was able to get bail. Because uh, at least from my understanding of bail, it's not a percentage, de or depending on the case. Um, but he had to, you had to pay a lot of money. He was able to pay a lot of money. So, and people were like, "Yeah, so just because this rapist has money, he's able to like pretty much go on bail." So I'm not saying like, yeah, I I don't agree with letting fucking violent criminals and fucking people out of jail the next day or the very day so they can do other crime and shit. But I also. You know, it's a liberal common sense. I do have to say that there's something wrong with bail and that if you have money, you could, like, fucking, yeah, try to rape a fucking girl or rape a girl and then suddenly be out in the fucking streets because you have money. That is an excellent point. And you know what? This is another huge reason to have these long-form podcasts slash debate, or podcasts, because... I just, a light bulb went out of my head, and I was hell-bent on, on the new bail reform is bullshit, and you heard my take on it, 
And after I listened to Bingus, I saw a different side of it. And now I agree with him. Uh, so my point to everybody listening out there in, in, in earshot of this awesome podcast, and it will be getting better if that's possible, um, I have no shortage of, I'm not very modest. <laughs> no, but I must say this is going swimmingly. Anyway, um, no. So that's very important. And in this day and age, I hate to use that word, but in this cancel culture, everybody being so sensitive about every fucking little thing, this is, this is the remedy. Okay, this show. I just proved it. I sat here across from Bingus and uh, I gave my views and I was very, very strong about them. You know, I was not bending on them. Okay. Um, and which I'm stubborn. Well, if, if I don't know about something and I'm not really informed, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to go off half cocked, I'll learn it. But something that I've researched and you, uh, you enlighten me and that's what it's about. That's a way to get back. And I don't know. I, I fear guy. I, 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 I'd love to sound positive, but there's no chance we're ever going to get back there again to where we can have all these, you know, I'll beat uh, podcasts I'm talking about in everyday life. Um, yeah, yeah, people rush to judgment. We see it with the social media. Uh, example, and I am going off on a tangent, but it has to do with, everything has to do with social media and the brainwashing and the, uh, and it's not accidental, okay? It is the Marxist playbook. It's conquer and it's divide and conquer. If you get everybody infighting, okay, and we can't all get along, we can't play nice, guess what? The National Guard needs to step in and say, hey, if you can't play nice, we're going to have to start putting restrictions on you, okay? I.e. curfews. Uh, use your imagination. Uh, and just remember, uh, anybody who's... Anybody who, wants to, who doesn't know how horrible the 20th century was, and if we didn't learn anything from the 20th century, um, either have your head in the sand or... Uh, but 20th century, we had Stalin Russia, uh, the Gulag. Okay, Stalin Russia, communism. What we're going to do is we're going to give everybody... We're going to flatten out the hierarchy and put everybody at the bottom worker bees and guess what uh hey i don't care that before this you were a doctor and you made a hundred grand and this schmuck over here was a teacher and made 25 grand it ain't fair you're all gonna get paid the same and um and there's no room to move up okay uh yeah but you know what they suck you in first by saying this they offer you gifts and does this sound familiar hey we will pay for your health care, okay? We will pay for your food, i.e. rations, which it became. So the point is, once the government runs out of money, and this is, this is, this is historically true, mass genocide or starvation. 
Stalin Russia was proof of it. Communism does not work. Why we keep trying to go back there, um, I know why, but anyway. Um, and then you have Maoist China. And then you have Venezuela. There's more than enough examples in this world to say, to be cautionary tales as far as stay the fuck away from communism. And the left will try to conflate uh, socialism. They'll, they'll try to say, oh, well, it's just socialism. And the difference between socialism and communism is socialism is a uh, kind of a business plan, a financial plan, uh, where communism is an ideology, okay? Uh, but there's a very fine line between there, okay? So they suck you in with, uh, you know, you have these socialist countries like the UK, uh, which, oh God, you think cancel culture and compelled speech is bad here? The UK is absolutely fucking horrible. Uh, it makes us look like we could say faggot. We could, you know, by, by contrast, it's scary. Um, and like I said, Canada has that C-16 bill that says, uh, shout out to Jordan Peterson. And am I repeating myself about this? You you can say it again, because actually I don't, I never heard about the C-16 thing. Okay, all right. So, Jordan Peterson, who I'll mention a lot, me, Jordan Peterson is a wordsmith. He's a wordsmith. And he is absolutely fucking brilliant. Uh, and uh, so the bill said, the, the bill is in Canada, and it's called C-16. It was passed, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. I don't know exactly, relatively recently. And the bill is for compelled speech. What does compelled speech mean? Uh, compelled speech means, okay, okay, compelled speech means, uh, and it has to do with the pronouns, you have to use, by law, the proper pronouns to address certain people. Um, and I think that's in the, it's probably not the social environment, you know, uh, or get fined. It's, it's law. So in other words, if you, uh, if you say, if I, if I meet you and you say, Hey, my name is Bingus. and I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. Or I'll say, Hey, Bingus. I know his name is Bingus. He has to use Bingus because it's documentation. It's medical. He can't use, uh, Zer. Okay. Z-Y-R is a pronoun, okay? Believe it or not. Uh, he, he, asks, he says, hey, do you mind calling me Zer? And, uh, okay, in the work setting, and hey, he's a good guy. I'm like, hey, no. You know, I think of it like as a nickname, okay? And even though I know that it's, it's a pronoun he chooses to identify, I have enough respect for him because I know him to uh to do that you know and i think you know i never said the time okay so where does the law come into play it has to do with if you're at i'm just brainstorming or spitballing because i don't i'm not clear on the actual 
scenarios where you could get fined, but I imagine this. I imagine this. You're at uh, you're at McDonald's, okay, and you're in line. Who goes in line anymore? It's drive throughs are for okay. You're standing in line. Doesn't matter what restaurant it is with fast food. You get to the front of the line, and the cashier, the name, and she says, she says, uh, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a dad. So, have you ever seen that commercial? He says, try not to. He takes a group of people, progressive insurance, to teach them to try to not turn out to be their dad. If you ever seen that, hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I would be like. And my kids would just be cowering next to me, like, oh, you're so embarrassing. Like, no, that'll be all for now. Thank you. And they're like, oh, God, he's so fucking embarrassing. Okay, now, if she would have said, uh, I prefer, let's say we have a little conversation. Okay, let's say it's, it's uh, okay, better scenario. I'm checking out at Walgreens, and there's no line behind me, and me and the cashier are uh, me and the person I'm talking to will change from fast food to Walgreens. Uh, same scenario. And we start to talk and now, now it now goes the other way. It says, she's like, uh, you, will you call me Zer? Okay. And I'm like, your name's Pingus. just give me my stuff and let me go. And she says, and I just let me go. Penis. And she's like, see, you're doing it again. And I'm like, what am I doing again? Penis. And now I'm doing it deliberately. But and she, now all of a sudden, uh, our voices are raised. So people start crowding around. And now it's going viral, right? Everybody's recording it. And uh, I'm in British Columbia. Or I'm in Canada with C-16. And uh, I get fined. Because she clearly asked me to use her name in a formal setting, because I think it doesn't—it doesn't apply in a an informal setting. In other words, if you're if you're standing on the if you're standing in line at the DMV or something, and you're making small talk with someone or something—I don't know—or um, you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, that's very scary because when you control speech, you control everything. And it's, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's only a liberal problem. Definitely both sides do that. But I would say it's bigger with the liberals. They love censoring. They love controlling speech. And that's part of how liberal indoctrination starts, I think, because they do studies. However you talk ends up being the way you think. So when you start talking and calling these alphabet people, like these gods on the pedestal, this protected class of people, you start thinking, oh yeah, they're, they're these protected class of people. Let's give them jobs. Let's make them CEOs. Let's not piss them off even when they're doing crazy shit and exposing themselves to our kids and calling it a fucking festival of pride. The liberals, they like to censor. So you can't say censor and control the way you think. Those psychological studies where they say what you say ends up going to your mind and be affecting what you think. So when you start having the sense self-censor yourself and start saying certain things like the alphabet people are great and you start putting them on this weird pedestal, you start 
it's how they indoctrinate the young, how they indoctrinate you. You're you're young, you're at a school, and you're being taught, oh, alphabet people are great, blah blah, and then you know everyone's like, oh, let's give them give them better jobs, even though they're incompetent, and when and let's give them a free pass to do whatever they want, including like exposing themselves to fucking kids and calling it a pride festival. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm going to go off on a tangent because that's what I do. Uh, this is kind of apropos to what we're talking about, but uh, Kamala Harris uh, talking about how fucking incompetent and how weird she is and how useless she is. Her joker laugh, her uncomfortable, she has nothing to offer except talks in circles. But, you know, at least she's there. She checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. She's female. She's black. She's liberal, to say the least. Mm -hmm. And uh, look what we look what we have. This is garbage. I mean, what does who do the Dems have? The Dems are going to get destroyed. You know, albeit the election gets stolen again, which. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, recent polls show that 62% of liberals that voted for Biden are dissatisfied. <laughs> mm. uh, buyer's remorse. You didn't see that coming, you fucking fucktards. <laughs> they were all walking to the fucking ballots with Trump hate boners. It's literally the, literally the only reason why fucking Biden won is because yeah, everyone, like... Everyone hated Trump so much, but it even no one, no one likes Biden. Even less fucking people like fucking Kamala Harris. Fucking bitch sent like like. There's actually been proof of Kamala Harris hiding DNA evidence so that she wouldn't look so she can keep people on death row, people that she convicted when she was the DA. There's like evident like. Sorry to go off on my tangent, but I remember that Joe Rogan episode where those people podcast with Joe Rogan and those people who invested Kamala Harris. There's even a Vice news uh episode of pretty much about the kamala harris thing a long time ago way before you know the whole stupid vice president shit it's been proven when when kamala harris was the da she sent people that she knew was innocent to fucking prison because you know that's your job as a da it is to say that you stop crime you are sending people to prison because it it's a game you want to get those you want to rack those points um and that's one of the like reasons I say I'm a liberal of common sense, which I like, I don't like the prison industrial complex, but yeah, anyways, it's proven when it was found out that she sent innocent people to prison to death row, she tried to hide the fucking DNA evidence because she's like, Oh, I don't want this to come back to me and make me look bad. So she was, she was more concerned about her own reputation, her own political career than fucking like getting this these people out of fucking prison who shouldn't be there. You know, and then this, this fucking corrupt ass fake fucking bitch is literally got handed, she, we'll be honest about it, Kamala Harris got the presidential position because Biden's going to die in office because he's old as fuck. And you gave her that position because she's a woman, she's black, she's, again, quotation marks, liberal, like, you, you know, they're like, oh, sending innocent people to prison is supposed to be a Republican's job, like, no, uh-uh, you know. Jesus Christ, like, it, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is the best that the Democratic Party has to offer? Yeah, it's, uh, it is, uh, insidious, okay? It is absolutely insidious. 
it is beyond reproach. Uh, it's so blatant that I don't see how people are so snowed by this. Uh, you know, and gas is an all-time high because we refuse to drill on our own soil. As soon as Biden got in, guess what he did with the Alaskan pipeline? Fucking shut it down. We were oil independent under Trump. You know how big that is? It's huge. We have more than enough oil in Alaska and uh, Texas, obviously, and am I missing somewhere? I don't know. We have more than enough petrol or fuel to sustain us for I have no idea how long, but long enough, okay? And this whole agenda on the left for cleaner, cleaner fuel and uh, clean burning fuel and going to solar and wind and it's just it's it's just so political, you know. You know that's their answer to not being dependent on foreign oil. Yet, guess what? I didn't I didn't realize this till oh my god, I was beside myself. When the Ukraine-Russian war started, I was—I became privy to the fact that the United States was buying their oil from Russia. Yeah, the oil. Uh, I'll repeat that. During the uh, right after the start of the Ukraine-Russian war, mind you, this had been going on for how long, and I didn't even know about it prior to that, I became aware or privy to the fact that we are buying our oil from Russia. What is wrong with that? If you don't know, if anybody doesn't know out there, and I don't mean to I'm not going to trash anybody. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to be a know-it-all. I'm not going to be a, you're stupid because you don't know this. I'm saying this for, uh, it's very good to be inquisitive. That's one of the qualities that I possess that allow me to get so in depth with this information. I just have a lot of questions about a lot of things. And, uh, I'm probably the extreme, or maybe not. The other end of the bell curve is the people who just take whatever is said at face value. Whatever comes out of that fucking idiot box, the TV, <laughs> is gospel. And uh, homie, homie, don't play. What say you? Um, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing, I don't really have too much of an opinion because my, I'm always like, I'm always just questioning shit because I know that there's a bunch of shit that they aren't telling us about. I think, and there's so much not information out there, like there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that there's not out there. I think, because I think I heard this from somewhere, that really the only reason why uh, America is really supporting the Ukraine side of the conflict is because, you know, we're, we're lending them money. We're not giving them money and weapons. We're lending them money so that when this whole thing is done, they're going to be in a huge amount of debt to our country. And 
It's pretty much like a puppet government thing. It's just so weird, that whole thing. They're like, oh yeah, Ukraine has some, like, sleeper Nazis in there. I don't know how accurate that is. And they're like, the whole, uh, and Russia has its own hidden motives. I don't, I don't know, everyone, and just the whole globalization, Illuminati shit. There's just so much, you know, there's just so much fucking shit with that crap. And I'm like, you know. So I'm just, you know, just watching it and saying, fuck, why are gas prices? That's the, that's another thing though. I, I've looked into, um, they're pretty much using, I hate it when they say, oh yeah, the gas prices are so high because of Putin and the war. But I think the, the prices were rising even before, um, the Russia-Ukraine war started. You, you are correct, sir. You and I are very on topic because... The same thing's been floating around my head. Um, everybody says uh, exactly what you said to your point. Uh, I hear it all the fucking time from these liberals. I hear it for you. And that's, that's a lot for you. They just, they're not educated. Um, anyway, and, and that's typical lefty. And I, and I distinguish between, I'm very careful in my verbiage between liberal and lefty and left. Oh, I'm sorry, two different things. Liberal and the left, or lefty. Lefty, in my definition, is far left, okay? It's uh, it's Kamala Harris, it's uh, AOC, it's Bernie, it's, it's the agenda, it's the whole agenda that wants to take, the, take us and turn us into Stalin Russia. Okay. And they're doing the playbook. Hey, fucking hey, bravo! You left, you lefty people. You have beat, you have kicked our ass in the ground war. That's for sure. They did their homework. It takes them twenty. They they indoctrinate our kids for twenty years in school from the time they get them. Yeah, injecting depending on the area you live up in. Um, I happen to live in a. Um, a little bit of smaller suburban town with, uh, the old part of town is completely conservative values. In other words, we're a new, a newer development in an old neighborhood and the old neighborhood is pickup trucks, F-150s and rebel flags <laughs> and i'll tell you what at first when i moved up here and, and okay so now i'm in a subdivision separate from that and you get you know when we moved in i had young kids we're starting a family um so you get your variation you know of demographics let's say or ideologies in the neighborhood okay uh but to my point i live in an area where the town by nature is conservative okay so that has not been injected into through my son you know what my my daughter my daughter grew up here never mind i you know i was about to say that i was immune from it living in a or, or less affected by it living in this kind of area. But guess what? My daughter turned out to be a liberal, um, PC, 
just very just very open to everything that's going on and she 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 does have one great t-shirt that says because she's a history teacher and uh the t-shirt has writing on it but it's redacted if you know what that is redacted is uh what they'll do in court cases to cover up the to keep it confidential so her t-shirt looks like a sharpie white sharpie crossing off certain words in a sentence and it says underneath it says never redact history so she's a purist as far as history goes but she's completely indoctrinated with the present if that makes sense yeah, that's actually very surprising because, like, hell, you know, we've all go to college or to high school or whatever, and I'll say one of the most classes that's, in terms of liberal indoctrination, is history. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, race is a huge part of history, but the way that history is taught nowadays, it's kind of like, yeah, history is racist and it's all your fault, even though, you know, you had nothing to do with something that happened many years ago. I think history should be like, this is what happened, and I do agree that there should be a little part of it that says, let's try to make sure that the bad stuff from the history does not happen again. Like what you said, like communism, all that crap, false flag operations that the United States government has been proven to take part in. What happens nowadays, you put a lot of young people in these, remember, required history classes, not even history major, required because all colleges have general education requirements. They go into this class, they go into racial studies class, whatever it is, racial history class, whatever it is, and then they come out and then they think that they're all enlightened. And I don't know, I think that's just where it starts. So it's a hell of surprising that she's more about not actually censoring. You see that shit online all the time, like these liberals wanting to fucking censor some parts of history. And I'm like, no, 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 no part of history needs to be censored. The bad parts well, are there too. Let me jump in though. There's, that's, that's the slippery slope. Uh, as you know, they took, originally they wanted to take the N-word out of Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. It said, multiple times in in the book okay and years ago they stopped letting children read it in school because of the n-word and uh what happened later on there was a shift i don't know where it's at now i'll have to ask my daughter about this um and i will get back to you guys uh Where it's at now as far as are they putting these books, did they shift to saying, you know what, uh, so back to your point, don't redact history, I want to ask her how she feels about leaving the N-word in the book. That's a perfect question. I'm going to write that down. But for anybody out there who has ADHD, I would implore that you get a notebook. Keep it with you. Keep it handy. I do. And uh, when thoughts come to my mind during the day, but I'll have something that's maybe cathartic, or I don't know if that's the right word, um, but obviously if you don't write it down later on, just like a dream, right? It's like, I don't remember. What was that? That was, that was gold. Gold, Jerry, gold. Seinfeld. But yeah, that's, that's absolute. Back to my point. 
was saying, yeah, I was saying, okay, so my tip for listeners out there, and I will finally complete this thought, I guarantee this, okay, unless I get struck down by lightning in the next 10 seconds, which should have happened years ago, I don't know why I'm still on this planet, just a horrible person, no, I'm not that bad, just a monster, (laughs) you know what? When you truly discover your red pill, you'll uh, you'll make you'll you'll embrace the monster. Yes, I just hit on something. You will embrace the monster side of you. Hey, yeah, it's uh, embrace yeah. the monster. It's very okay, Jordan so Peterson. That, yes, so yes, yep. Shout out to Jordan Peterson. He's taught me much. He's my mentor. I'm his protege. I'm too humble to be a protege of his, but I'm so glad that the universe brought him to us, okay? Because I learned so much. Oh, tips for people with ADHD. Keep a notepad with you. It's not that tough. I am sitting outside. Uh, It's beautiful weather. I'm on this podcast. So ADHD tips, keep a notepad by you. It's not that tough. When you get these uh, these light bulb moments go on, write it down. Write it down. I do it while I'm at work, and I keep a notepad by me. And uh, it's got a lot of scribble notes from work stuff, but if a thought pops in my head, I'll write it down. And I like work in the dark, so I'm writing and I can't really see. But anyway... Uh, and I put a huge box around it, a square around it. So when I'm going through the next day or later, a couple days later, and I'm looking for tidbits of gold that I came across, I just look for the boxes. Because like I said, the rest of the page is all scribbling from notes from work. But that's how fast I have to get them out. I don't have time to go looking for a special notebook. Special? Well, isn't that special? (laughs) Was it Satan? <laughs> uh, that was a great skit. Uh, so yeah, keep a notepad, and it, it absolutely does wonders because the whole goal—your whole goal—should be moving forward, being a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday, and it happens in in very gradual baby steps but the the image i see if i could paint the picture of be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday is if you can picture a body and it's walking slow it's walking forward and as it's walking forward it's coming out of its old shell and you can see it shedding its old shell right as he continues to walk forward we are evolving by the hour, by the minutes, if we're, if we have our compass pointed in the right direction, you know, you, you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you want to go, if that makes sense. You know, if you don't have a map and a destination, then you're just going to be driving around aimlessly. Yeah, imagine driving somewhere and thinking, okay, let's say you're going to, I'm going to, okay. I don't know why I said it that way, but um, 
Or no, let's say I'm going up. I'm in Fingers! And I'm going to, uh... Fingers! Yuck. Shout out Michael Jackson. Hey, they wouldn't even bury him in Drury, Indiana. It is so bad there. <laughs> the violence and crimes. That's why he got buried out in Never Never Land with all of his little boys that he played with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, did you want to go touch on, let's see, the embraced uh, monster thing? Oh, sure. Yeah, thank you. Embracing the monster means, okay, so we are taught from an early age, not my generation, but boys nowadays, in the last 20 years, are being treated, boys are being treated as defective girls. Boys are being treated like defective girls in school. What does that mean? Well, the classroom environment is designed for, for a girl, not a boy. You, you sit, sit on your chair, you face forward, and you focus. So, anybody see a little boy? Yeah. We want to be on the go. We don't, you know, some of them get stuck, of course, and then you have other ones that are antsy, and then you get your extremes where... I don't give a fuck. This, you know, staring at this, looking at this, getting up and going to, to look at the globe and spin the globe and look at all the, the countries in there, i.e. someone maybe on the autism spectrum that uh, they have that, what's called idiot savant. And yeah, my daughter would be like, they don't call it that anymore. Well, that's what they used to call it. Meaning in, uh, you get like uh, the movie Rain Man, if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman played an idiot savant, autism. They always have a gift. Okay. And I've seen it. Uh, a coworker of mine has a son, six or seven years old, and he's autistic. And he's able at an early age to do math skills. Or actually this, you could tell him a date on the calendar from any year, and he will tell you what day of the week it is. Fucking seven-year-old kid, okay? So, wow. You know, hey, do I want the, do I want to be socially awkward and have that gift or be mortal or be normal? I, they, I, I want to say those people, that's derogatory. I get that. I'm trying to think of a better term. Uh, autistic people belong in a different and now I'm going to say leper farm. No, I'm not outcast. They belong around things that they that work for them. In other words, one part of autism that's the most common is things need to go by the itinerary. In other words, the kid child will be, want to know, Mom, uh, what's our what are our plans today? And she's like, Well, we need to go to the grocery store. We need to go to Target. We need to go to Meyer. Okay, grocery store, Target, Meyer. And then we need to come home and cook dinner. Hey, well, if anything varies from that, 
or any time variances once the kids can tell time. In other words, uh, we're going to go to Target. What time, Mom? I don't know. Uh, probably around noon. Okay, Mom. And then, uh, then where are we going? We're going to uh, we're going to Meyer after. What time is that? Two thirty-three after. Okay, after is fine. And then where? Okay. So anything along that path, if they change or kids structure changes, they they actually do this in school with the special ed teachers. They will deliberately throw a wrench in the kids' structure just to keep them uh, from, just to get them to evolve. So in other words, let's say they, they go to school five days a week, four days a week, you do everything in the same order, okay? On the fifth day, let's call it Friday, so Monday through Thursday, you do everything exactly the same order. When you get to school, you do the Pledge of Allegiance, or uh, you still do that anymore? I don't know. Took God out, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, and, and they, then they have uh, math, and then they have recess, and then they have lunch. and So they've got a schedule. So that's Monday through Thursday. What the teachers will deliberately do with these autistic kids, and they, like I said, they need that schedule. They freak without it. So on Friday is just any fucking thing day. In other words, they will start out with lunch. Maybe not lunch. They'll start out with uh, English instead of math. And it's like, whoa, what are you doing? She's like, what do you mean? We always do math first. Well, today we're going to do English. And there's a long pause. There's a huge delay. The child is frozen in time because he can't comprehend it. And he won't comprehend it, and it ends up in a meltdown. And uh, part of the, you know, parents are given these tools, tools to deal with the children when before catching them before they get triggered, after they get triggered, before they get to DEFCON 1, okay, right, before they get to explosive, being able to uh, head it off before the point of no return. Uh, parents, if they're good parents, and teachers, the special ed teachers, know these tools to be able to de-escalate it, okay? But, so, to my point, uh, yeah, I was talking about embrace your monster. Boys are taught from an early age that masculinity is toxic. It's called toxic masculinity. And um, sure, there, there definitely is something called toxic, toxic masculinity in my definition. Um, but what they're talking about is what I call positive masculinity, meaning competitive. Uh, these are things that are come natural to boys. Obviously, there's bell curves, there's exceptions, there's outliers, but boys on the whole are competitive, they're aggressive, they're on the move, they're energetic, they're daring, adventurous, adventuresome, uh, they're, they don't mind skating their knee, 
the rough and tumble. Okay. And rough and tumble play, by the way, shout out Jordan Peterson, is very important in a boy's development as a child. In other words, you should wrestle with your if you have a, if you have a son. I love my daughter to death, but it's awesome to have a son. Um, you know, from an early age, and especially me being in uh, martial arts and MMA. Uh, yeah, I played around with him, and you know, delicately as a small child, and then turned into, uh, you know, most of the time he's so ticklish that you know, jujitsu with someone who's ticklish or who's ticklish, uh, you know, it wasn't actually jujitsu, but it's getting him to know his limits and to know what hurts and what doesn't, what twists this way and what hurts that way. He's finding out his limitations. He's finding out that jamming his thumb in dad's eye is not a good idea. Okay. He's learning boundaries. He's also learning how to be like Simba and uh, Pumba, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the big cat training the little cat. They wrestle around. That's just not for fun. That's for preparation. Yeah. And if they don't have that rough and tumble play, they, uh, oh, yeah, so if they don't have, you know, the family unit, uh, you know, sure you can raise a very well-adjusted child with either just a male parent or just a female parent. I know female parents that have raised their boys blue pill, but she's an exception. This is a woman that's red pill. And uh, I've seen them. They're, they're uh, unicorns, or what do they call them? Yeah. They're like Haley's Comet. But they, if you're lucky enough to stumble upon one, don't let her go. The cock, the cock shell is all yours. Do you remember that movie, that mm-hmm. book? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, and I remember it was pretty much the argument that the author was trying to make. This is just from fucking, I remember my teacher he goes like yeah it, the argument that man is inherently bad but in, in terms of this uh, context yeah it could be you could actually take lord of flies and be like that is a sign of actual tos- toxic masculinity so this is going to be a, a bit of a tangent but this reminds me of like it's toxic masculinity not in that context though they are surviving right it's 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 kill or be killed in other words you uh this happened with uh that stupid uh, Seattle experiment, the Summer of Love, remember that? Up in Oregon, where they let them take over eight square blocks and they call them uh, the Chaz. Chop or yeah. Chaz yeah. Right? Okay. Well, I knew immediately. I'm like, hasn't anybody read Lord of the Flies? Because guess what? That's how it's going to end. And yes, what happened was warlords took over and. Uh, you know, it first started out as this hippie protest about uh, we don't need the cops, we can uh, we get police on our own, and uh, <laughs> oh my god, I mean, I I could have I could have written this. I'm like, and the fucking governor that pumped, uh, call it the the summer of love, and it's like, okay, so what happened was they were finding they were dragging. During this time, they were, the people in there were dragging dead bodies out and 
like burying them in shallow graves or not even burying them because people were getting fucking offed in there because they, you know, you have these alphas in there, right, who take over. And uh, I think one, one of the situations was one guy was walking through and he was saying something about God or something religious. And the left are all nihilists. They believe God is dead. There's no meaning in life. There's no meaning to life. And that's one thing that's disappeared is religion. And uh, religion on its own is not what runs parallel to it are the truisms of life. The Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule. They, they run, we all have that moral compass. We know, unless we're psychopaths or sociopaths, God, I'm jealous of them. <laughs> No, uh, no guilt, no remorse. Oh, maybe my next life. But anyway, us mere mortals, you know when you lie. You know you're going to cheat. You know you steal. You know when you've done wrong. And even though you don't get caught, you carry that around. You carry that around. And I learned that all that lying I was doing for all those years was just absolutely destroying me because... That, that's my definition, and Jordan Peterson talks about this too in a, maybe a different way. That's what I, that's my version, that's what I think hell is, or let's just call it hell on earth, okay? You're, you're walking around with these, um, you know, you're, you skim off the till in the casino, and you, you're manipulating, and you're, uh, you're just not a good person, okay? You, you break all the Ten Commandments. I'm just going that far to make a point. You only need maybe one or two of those on there. And uh, we know what's wrong, and it's not... And, of course, there's forgiveness, and there's, of course, I'm getting there. I'm a work in progress, but my point being, that's hell on earth. All that lying besides the uh, external damage it causes, I'm selling the fact that, or I'm telling the fact that leading the truths, which I've been doing, uh, and maybe I brought this up on the podcast before, I had a spiritual experience that forever changed me. And um, that could be a show, a show in itself for another day. And it is, it is phenomenal. I, uh, Let's just say this. I've always been a science brain in mind, and unless you prove it to me, it ain't true, okay? So I had a hard time believing in stuff I couldn't see or test. So I was always open to that there's something else out there, but as far as a god or spiritual, religious... Anyway, after my event, I was completely transformed. It's like... I got, I grew a sixth sense. I have a sixth sense now that I didn't have before that makes me able to have the perception of seeing life in a completely different way that my brain physically was not able to do before. 